To grapple man, soon may come To ramble, rant, and flap his gums One day when the grapplers scrum He'll talk about the wrestling world Well, Priest got his boys and they gathered round They gambled picks from a site they found In hopes they'd hit their fists will pound Gamble, gamble, degenerates And we are back, folks. A-L-I-V, alive and kicking here, gambling with a grappleman and Matthew Priest being joined by Dino and Billy this week. Uh, CJ, conspicuous by his absence. Um, we just didn't want him on, truth be told, because he went 0-6 last week. And we can't have that here. We can't have someone go over. Uh, so we do have a hot hand. Someone who might have struggled all regular season, came in last place, but... Gets to the playoffs, and he had a strong playoff last year, but he went 5-1. and one. He faded CJ on five picks. And Dino, impressive performance last week with your betting record. I mean, I'm just clutch. That's, that's all you can really say about it. Who cares about the regular season? Wins, wins count in the postseason. That's where I come in. And the two big ones for you, you were on an island with Tampa Bay, you were on an island with Kansas City, and those games weren't even close. Uh, riding the high points with Pittsburgh and Philly, the state of Pennsylvania uh, had a bad showing. Um, and Kansas City and Tampa Bay, not only were you on an island, those were your two locks that came home too, so even more impressive. I, I don't know. I was shocked when I looked back that three of you numbskulls bet on Ben Roethlisberger to show up. Come on. Anybody, now, how looking back, watching that game, watching Ben Roethlisberger, watching him throw 97 two-yard outs and, and 42 checkdowns, little bubble screens to the back, how dumb do you feel for picking for picking Pittsburgh now? I don't feel dumb. It's the only one I'll rub in. It's the only one I'll rub in. I don't feel dumb at all. I mean, it's the pick I went with. I had my logic and sound reason behind it, and... No. Didn't come home. Billy, what about you? you wise man. Me? Wise man once said, it's fucking way she goes. Sometimes she goes, sometimes she doesn't. That's right, Ray. Yeah, uh, this time she went all, she was, she was going, Ben Roethlisberger followed and fucked her. Whew. Uh, Billy, you and I were both on San Francisco. Dino also had San Francisco. They were, they were our locks that came home. Um, your other win was Buffalo. You and Dino both on Buffalo. Me and Dino both on the Rams. Um, and all of us on Vegas, as we predicted, what could possibly have gone wrong. Uh, I thought, I mean, I don't know about you guys, I thought that Vegas-Cincinnati game was the best game of the weekend. Um, I know a lot of people are saying San Fran-Dallas, but I, I liked that Vegas-Cincinnati game. Felt, felt close the whole way through. I thought that was the only good game. San Fran, Dallas, San Fran fucking beat the wheels off of them. <clears throat> Dallas just tried to make it a game late. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, it was just better football. Like both, no, neither team wanted to win that San Fran Dallas game. Both teams wanted to win the the Vegas Cincy game. I, that's the difference to me. Yeah, I mean, you, the, it, it all comes back in ability. We, we were kind of texting about it, but that spike, a Derek Carr. Um, on that first down after it was, what, 29 seconds left, they get the big first down, spike it on first down to get three shots at the end zone. Definitely play we can look back on. 
yeah, I'm not sure why you don't just get up to the line and run a play. You know, you're at the 10, you got 30 seconds left. You, you got four shots. Just throw it in one into the end zone, just, throw it in the back of yeah. the corner. Yeah, the only thing you can't do is take a sack. I mean, yeah. just run four plays to the end zone and throw the ball. I mean, you cost yourself down, but, you know, whatever. Like, like I said, it's the way she goes. <laughs> Mike Mayock fired uh, after the game, the Raiders general manager. Uh, I, I was a little surprised by that. I know with Gruden now, he was Gruden's guy, so not a total surprise. But I was a little surprised based off them being in the playoffs. And, you know, Mayock kind of being a draft guru guy considered, maybe uh, maybe this could, could could get another year out of it, but... Yeah, if you're a draft guru guy and you have the fucking bus that they have, you're probably going to lose your job. I like how he pointed the finger to Gruden on uh, Arnett and and uh, Colin. Uh, what the hell is his name? Farrell? Not Colin Farrell. Uh, yeah, Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland Farrell, yeah. Yeah, definite bus there. Henry Ruggs also. Leatherwood is not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Henry Ruggs didn't turn out great, but, you know, doing well. Uh, Max Crosby was it was is his late round steal, if you will, but we'll see. Yeah, of course, that's probably the only pick. Every every other pick was uh, John Gruden. Mayak, Mayak's only pick was Crosby. Probably, so he'll tell people. Uh, Basaccia probably going to get let go. I, have, I, don't, I haven't seen anything be official yet. I mean, he's the interim coach, so like they've got an interview still, but. Speaking of Max Crosby, Max Crosby's pushing for for Rick Versaccia. Um, but uh, yeah, once you let the GM go, you gotta let the coach. Like that would happen, even if he wasn't interim, probably. But it's just so hard when they played hard for him. They're pulling for him. They like him. It's hard yeah. to let that. Locker room wants him to stay. So you, so I mean, it's gonna be one of those situations to me where I find it strange that that Mark Davis met with Basaccia as like an interview for the job, but they don't even have a GM hired. So you can hire a GM and just turn around and fire the guy. It's, it's a really strange situation out there in uh, Vegas currently uh, to go with all the other positions. Um, a lot of, a lot of interviews, a lot of candidates, no jobs have filled yet. The strangest one I saw is Heinz Ward actually got interviewed and no coaching experience. Really strange. And do you guys think more players without experience will will see names popping up in the future? I mean, yeah. Look, I mean, look at some of the look at like a Vrabel. Look at a Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Yeah, look at Dan Campbell's staff. Dan Campbell's staff. Like they turned a they turned a lot of heads this year. I think that player re- relatability rather than the fucking. Joe Judge Patriot Way is going to be more the thing for a bit. I, I agree, but all the guys had coaching experience on Campbell's staff. I mean, Mark Brunel was just a high school coach, but Mark Brunel played in the league, much like Heinz Ward. But Heinz Ward is not even coaching high school. He's never coached at any level. Um, yeah, well, and, he's Heinz fucking Well, yeah, but you would think maybe you'd bring him in as like a receiver's coach get him a receiver's coach position for a year or two, then he could go for head coaching chops. I mean, I agree with you. Unless uh, unless the plan is to bring in an experienced offensive or defensive coordinator, I could see it. 
just let him run the game and then let the coordinators run both sides of the ball. Yeah. Who knows what will happen? Um, there's going to be a hire or two where I mean, we have no idea who the hell the guy is. I mean, the biggest thing is you just got to get everybody to buy into your message. Yeah. You know, like you just got to be Pete Carroll, man. He just gets everybody to buy in. Not really a good football coach, but he's got fucking Russell Wilson. He's, he's had some uh, good coordinators, you know. I think Pete Carroll's longevity, not just in Seattle, but where even when he was with New England and, and in USC, I mean, I think he's proven through the years to be a, a good football coach. Whether he's a, a genius. I'm not saying he's a bad football I'm not saying he's a bad football coach, but. He's he's a clapping motherfucker, you know. He's he's a salesman. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes salesmen work. I mean, PJ Flack is uh, he's he's selling. He's got his one brand, and he's selling it everywhere he goes, and it it works. He's selling it in Minnesota right now. He sold it at Western Michigan. He sold it before that, but it'll work. It'll get you so far, making him a hell of a lot more money than us. We can we can all agree on that. That's, that's a different approach. Everybody wants to try a different approach. Maybe that's that. Maybe that's the new outside the box thinking. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It would be really intrigued to see which team it is that that announces the first hire. Because usually, usually like this, there's usually a coach hired by now. I feel like. As you're going into the divisional round, there's at least one position filled. After the divisional round, you almost always have a position filled. Um, so maybe with B, I mean, you look at the coordinators in the, uh, that are left that have been yeah. linked to jobs. You got Biennemi in Kansas City. Dable is in Buffalo. Um, I believe Leslie Frazier in Buffalo also is getting, like, his name's floating around out there. Tampa Bay has Leftwich and Todd Bowles. Uh, I have, I have uh, Green Bay's got what Nathaniel Hackett that's been you know, rumored to be a guy. Uh, to San Francisco, I haven't heard anybody at San Francisco linked any interviews. Have you guys? No, nobody in San Francisco gets any credit except for Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, well, Rams, Rams coordinators, I think, got hired last year. They just brought Raheem Morris in to replace Staley, and who knows who their offensive coordinator is because McVay gets all the credit there. Uh, Cincinnati haven't really heard much out of there, and then Tennessee kind of the same. Their their coordinators got picked off last year, so still a handful of teams left with with uh, coaches that are on the bubble. So maybe teams are just kind of waiting to be able to dive into them a little bit more. Yeah, I, that's your that's the reason. There's just so many that so many good coordinators left that they can't interview yet. So anything out of last week uh, surprise you guys before we jump into this week? The just the amount of ass whoopings, like, yeah, yeah, and this, it was just yeah. boring football. Like, uh, agreed that Patriots maybe it's just maybe it's just me, but that Patriots ass whooping was entertaining. The rest of them were boring. I, I, I didn't enjoy any of them personally. I tell you what, I did not enjoy was the game, the game. I'm I, I liked the game on Monday night. I didn't like there being a Monday night game. Um, just something about it. It just felt like such a, 
it felt just so greedy by ESPN and the NFL. And I mean, I, it was a fine, fine first quarter. And then like the Rams just pulled away and you're kind of waiting for Arizona to do something. And they didn't. Um, no, not at all. In <laughs> the guys announcing that game, they're just, that's not a, that's not a playoff announcing crew. No. no. Steve Levy could be the best guy, but he's just not good. Get him back on hockey and get that yeah. guy I don't like out of there. Bob Weinendorf, whatever the hell his name is. Wischuschen? He sucks. Give me Steve Levy on the pice. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Dude, you need to turn this Boston-Washington game on, man. That's a banger. Uh, I, I don't think that the TV, the room I'm in, that the TV has the ESPN Plus set up on it. So if I can get it through the Hulu. Sometimes you can do that. Um, not that tasking. I'm not strong suit. Yeah, the ass whoopings. Uh, the, the game Saturday, to your point, though, Dino, like the Patriots-Buffalo game, I was watching it up and pay, paying attention to each play until – Midway through the third quarter is when they finally started to lose me a little bit. And I was like, yeah, this game's just an ass kicking. But New England did come out looking pretty good. That interception by Micah Hyde was fucking incredible. That that kind of turned. I mean, Buffalo came out. They scored. But the Patriots were moving the ball. They were looking good. And then that play just. Yeah, once that pick happened, it was just kind of game over. You could just see the the. It's one of those rare moments where you can see a team, like, just get juiced way up. Um, and it was just so crazy to see that sideline on both sides of the ball just elevated from that. And it was like, okay. And it, and uh, Buffalo didn't punt or kick a field goal or anything like that, right? Like, it was just 100% perfect game for them, nope. essentially. Tutters across the board. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I can get this hockey game. I don't know the login off the top of my head. To the ESPN Plus. It's not showing up in Hulu. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Oh, oh, maybe, maybe. Let's see what happens. See what happens. Um, Tampa Bay of Philly, I didn't give a shit. Um, after a certain point, I didn't see the Bruce Arians thing. I've seen it since online, but didn't seem that bad. Yeah, it's just because I think uh, we all watch McAfee, and I agree with them. If, if it's on the shoulder, it's probably he's probably fine. It's because it was in the helmet, I think. What was the deal with him? But. Uh, if, I know, I know. Billy played football, right? Did, yeah. And coached. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I played two years of football. Did, haven't we all been hit in the helmet by a coach? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know. I, yeah. I know. I. So it, it is what it is. Yeah, you can smack a lot on the helmet. I didn't people, think are, I, people are bitching about it. Yeah, I mean. That's the thing. If you, you watch fine. it, you can you can kind of see why there'd be a little controversy, especially under AB's comments. I think AB brought it, like he tweeted about it too. I think the player was it was like a 
a pile up and he like jumped in late to the pile and I don't think he got flagged, but it was one of those where he was like yelling at the guy and kind of smacked him in the helmet. So it was aggressive looking, but we've all been there. Like it's not Charmin yeah. soft. <laughs> Charmin soft. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, he got fined five thousand for it. Fifty thousand, yeah. Yeah, it's just it is what it is. I mean, I, I know even yeah, that's hot, like, definitely playing. the worst thing somebody in the NFL has done. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and even playing hockey coaches would you know smack you in the helmet, you know, all the time. Like it's just one of those things. But yep, charm and soft. I love it. But we'll get into this week. Um, I think we touched on every game. At this point, uh, do we want to talk about the refs, or are we going to do that as we get through the games this week? Uh, they kind of, they speak for themselves. I, they suck. I'm I'm just so tired of talking about it. Like it's just part of it at this point to me. Yeah, every year there's there's playoff yeah. games that change the rules, and. Uh, I, I don't understand why the refs, like, as a referee, like, why wouldn't you want to do media? I feel like if refs, if you found refs that wanted to do media after a game, like, as part of the job, you're going to get asked five yeah, minutes of questions. That would help. That's That's something that they should have to do. They should have to answer questions from the media members after games. So here's my thing. I don't think as, as bad as some of the calls were, I mean, since he, um, the, the replay assist over to like my more, my concern more actually from the weekend was the McVeigh having to challenge twice in the first half and then getting both of them, getting both of them. So he only gets one more. Let's say he gets the third one wrong. Okay, why do you lose challenges for being right? Like if you lose two challenges, okay, fine, fuck you, you don't get any more challenges. Can we can we go until you lose two challenges? How about that? Because why are there why is why why are teams not you know are penalized because the refs fuck up? I I'd like that to see that redone. I, but I agree. see, I'm I'm with you. I I, I get what you're saying. But for me personally, I would just rather see replay fucking taken completely out of the game. Just really? Let just let the refs fucking ref the game and oh lord, let's get back to where we were, man. I mean, it just dude, it the games take way longer. The refs are refing the game different now. Like you ref something so you can go back to review it. You know, yeah. like you call something or you don't call something. It's just I don't know. See, I'd rather. And, and there's so many like rules involved with review. I guess like if you wanted to alter the review process, you need to put a time limit on it. Like, I made or this you... call. I'm watching it for two minutes. If I can't overturn it, then it's not conclusive. Or would you go to more of the last two minutes or like college football timing rule or uh, replay rules where everything's reviewed, but we don't have to hear about it unless it actually deserves to be reviewed. Yeah, I, I think that's where I'd go. 
I think to your point, Billy, like instant replay, like it has its pros and cons, right? Because you always, whenever there's a great play, you do want to see, you do want to see the replay of it. Um, but unfortunately, with that also comes where sometimes you'll have this great play, replay comes in, and you see something that, oh, that's pass interference. No wonder the guy was wide open. He just plowed the corner over, and the ref didn't call it. Like, so I think it kind of it goes both ways. But I, I would like the ego to be put aside, have refs be able to face media, for one. For two, for speed of the game, like, you have the, – they started doing it with the replay assist. We need more of that, like the replay assist. But the way they've been doing it where it's like, yep, just overturn it, get it right. You don't need to have a huddle. You don't need to have a challenge. You don't need to go to the stupid hood anymore. Just replay assist everything. And if something is – to your kind of combining both your ideas. If something takes more than 30 seconds to figure out, there's a play clock of 40 seconds. If you can't figure out whether that play was right within 30 seconds, don't even bother. Like, it's it's right. If it's wrong, you got 30 seconds to replay assist, fix it, and, and let the game go. Um, but it, it, there's too much ego involved with the referees. Yeah. And I'm not even including the Dallas game because I put, to put any of that on the refs, I think it's preposterous. I'm talking Cincinnati and kind of what happened in the Vegas game. Or the Rams yeah, game. listen, Dallas... Dallas can't bitch. That's their own fault. The, the refs didn't leave the fucking punt team on first and 10 until <laughs> there was 10 seconds left on the play clock and then get a delay a game. Okay. The, yep. fucking, the refs didn't do that. And just so everybody knows, the ref has to touch the ball and spot it. Yes. Yeah. Well, doing his job. The only thing that I was confused by is this isn't usually the umpire – on the defensive side of the ball, aren't they usually like by the middle linebacker, between the middle linebacker and safety? No, Mike Pereira actually talked about that on Eisen, he, where he he said like a few years back, he's the one that instituted. He moved them out of the way because they were you being used to get to have picks. They're being used for picks, so he moved them actually further back, and which is why he wasn't closer to that. So. I thought, though, during the two minutes that they moved back to the middle. I know during the game they moved, but I thought in the two-minute offense they were back in position for that reason. But maybe maybe that got changed, too, to Pereira's point. I mean, I'll trust Mike Pereira. He knows a hell of a lot more about it than I do. But I did, that was the thing that I thought was weird. I was like, the umpire's usually, like, kind of right there. Like, he's close. But play call was idiotic. The fact that they didn't get the ball to the referee originally, idiotic. Like, why did you just hand it to the center to snap it? Like, that wouldn't have counted anyway. You, well, you mean calling a draw with <laughs> no timeouts and 14 seconds left is not a good idea? No. No. Not in my history. Not, not but I'm not a football guy, so maybe maybe Mike's, Brandon, Brandon Staley being another football fellow people football. understand what they're doing. Maybe, uh-huh. yeah. Well, and, the, and then the point being made, like, okay – he didn't just tap the ball. He, he moved it because they tried to call their own spot and had it two yards above. The ref tried to correctly spot it, realized it was stupid, just let it go. Like, everything was wrong with it. Everything that you blame on Dallas because they're stupid. And haha, of course it happened to them. Move on. I'm glad it happened to them because fuck the Cowboys. Like, 
rules change all the time in favor of the Cowboys, so I'm glad it was like the the Cowboys getting on the short end of the stick, like because their own damn fault. But Jerry Jones will somehow convince them that inside two minutes, just hypothetically speaking, here would not shock me if we see a rule proposed in the off season where when it's inside two minutes, it falls to the college rule of first down, where if you get a first down, clock stops until the ball's set, then restarts. Inside two minutes, I feel like that rule change is going to be proposed. He has not he has not publicly criticized the refs for that ending. You think behind the scenes he's going to do that, though? But I can see where, for PR purposes, he doesn't do that because he knows how stupid it is. Yeah. Jerry will get his way. He always does. Yeah. Salesman. Rich. Rich ass salesman. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's 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 something and I don't know how I feel about that. What would your guys' thoughts? If they move to inside two minutes, clock stops on a first down. I don't like it. Pass. Because that takes what's the point of going out of bounds? Like yeah. right. But I agree. I think um, it would create more excitement at the end of the game. Something that's already pretty exciting. It would create more of it. My, I I wouldn't be able to solve it this year because I would know where it's coming from and how how stupid the team was to even get in that position. I wouldn't be against it in the future if they just decided they wanted to do that. But yeah. all right, well let's hop into it this week. Um, I have a lot to talk about referees, which will happen on a future podcast, aside from uh, the gambling football stuff when we get into the offseason. Uh, that'll drop in a few weeks. Nonetheless, uh, we go with Saturday afternoon. Dino, you'll either get to pick first or defer here. It'll be up to you. The Cincinnati Bengals on the road getting three and a half points, taking on the number one ranked Tennessee Titans. This is the hardest one to pick for me, I think. So I'll, I'll take the ball. I'll take the ball. We'll run it down their throats. Get a get a lead. All right. Uh, this is the hardest because you, for some reason, I have it in my head that they fell apart once Derrick Henry went down, and that's just not true. It's just it's just not true. Um, the the they ended up with a one seed. They only lost, I think, four games all year. So honestly, five, was it five? It was yeah, five. 12, twelve and five. Okay, so to <laughs> I just don't know if that defense will hold up enough because Burrow's gonna burrow. That dude, oh, dude just has swagger. And by the way. Did we see his post game? Anybody else see his post game press conference when they asked him if he heard the whistle? Best I, best answer I've ever heard in my life, and it it was the one you would expect, but the way he said it just made me even a even a bigger fan. The way he was just like, no, I didn't hear nothing. Was he, there was one. I don't know if it was him or somebody else had like a shit eating grin, and they were like, I didn't hear no whistle. Like, was that bro? It, it wasn't. It wasn't a shit eating grin. It was nice. It was a subtle little. You knew what he, you. You just knew it. Might have been T. Higgins then that had the shitty grin. I think it was probably because Burrow played it pretty straight with just enough of a hint of a smirk to let you know he's bullshitting. 
Yeah. But, yeah. I that he's he's there. Um, I don't, this is the hardest one for me to pick this weekend because I think they could go in and up like go in and, and pull that upset off, especially coming off the bye. I think you could see Tennessee very rusty. However, Mike Vrabel's like eight and zero. I think I saw was the stat coming off yeah. of eight days to prepare or whatever. Um, so I'm I'm talking myself through it right now. Um, and I'll. It, it, is Derrick Henry actually a factor? Like we just saw the Cam Akers come back. It took him a game or two to get back into things. You could, I would not be shocked to see Derrick Henry have 15 carries for 40 yards. Like it would not surprise me. Um, but I don't think this is the year. So I'm going to go with Tennessee. I am surprised by that. Um, I don't like it being three and a half. I feel like it's going to be a, a tight game, um, but I feel like I feel like Tennessee is going to cover um, as well. I I was I was really wanting to see what the spread was going to be. If it was five or six, I would think I was going to be on Cincinnati. When the lines dropped and it was three and a half, I was like, ooh. Because I think it's a three or four point game, and I'll lean on the t- side of the team that thinks they're going to win in Tennessee. Cincinnati has all the making. Like, would not shock me if they won this game because Tennessee lost to some bad teams, and when they lost this year, they did lose kind of bad, which is why we thought without Derrick Henry, the, to your point, Dono, they weren't good. But really, they they were what six and six and three without Derrick Henry. They were six and two with Derrick Henry and six and three without him, I believe. So. Prove they can win, but yeah, I'll take Vrabel. I'll take the Titans. I think they're better coached. They were my pick at the beginning of the season. It's a dark horse to get there. I think they'll win. I think they will cover. Um, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, Billy, what do you got? I don't know, man. I it's just this is one of them games that you want to take Tennessee, but your heart's telling you to take Cincy because you. They just seem different. Like the Bengals of old would have went full Cincy and they would have blown that game Saturday. They would have lost. They would have found a way to lose that game. Um, you know what? Fuck it. Give me Cincy. All right. CJ's on Tennessee, so that puts you on the nasty island down there in Sinasty. I do not expect that one to be a winner, but listen, you know, it's playoffs. You got to bet with the heart, you know, you got to go with the heart. Yeah. We had, we had a good regular season. We can take some risks here. Why not? Why not? All right. Uh, Saturday night, uh, San Francisco 49ers on the road, getting five and a half points currently taking on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. Going to be cold, going to be crappy weather. Um, I think Green Bay wins this game. I think mean, I think San Francisco covers five and a half. I actually got them at six. I know it opened, I believe, at four and a half or five. Um, I, I feel like Green Bay might be up ten, and San Francisco, you know, gets a touchdown late uh, with no timeouts and 45 seconds left, and they got to get an onside kick type of situation. Give me the backdoor cover 
and the uh, the 49ers here, please. And thank you, Billy. Well, you son of a gun, I did it once. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take the Niners here. I fully expect Green Bay to win this game. I, San Fran's ground game, man. I just don't know how Green Bay is going to be able to stop Debo and Mitchell. And when they throw guys in the box, I think George Kittle just goes off. I think they keep this within five. It wouldn't surprise me if San Fran wins this game, but I think Green Bay wins it by a field goal. And it's going to be an instant classic. Definitely. CJ's on Green Bay. So, Dino, what are you thinking here? You said it's San Fran plus five still, right? Five and a half, yeah. Five and a half. Yeah, I got to take San Fran on that. Like, uh, they have injuries that worry me, but I don't, and I don't have stats to back this up. This is more of just like a gut feeling. Is there a worse team off a bye than Green Bay? Like, a worse good team? I feel like every time they come off a bye, it's not good. Um, I know they don't open seasons well. They take the New Orleans game this year. Was yep. really bad. The Chicago game two years ago. I mean, it seems like every time they open a season, they're slow out of the gates. Um, different, but, different coach, different team. But that fifteen and one team came yeah. off a of bye and just sucked. Like I just, I feel like they're they're gonna be rusty. They're they're getting a lot of injury injury you know injured players back, which lends itself even more to like okay, we got to get some continuity going. Everyone jokes because they you know oh they lost week 18 to the lions well they set their starters they were still down at halftime were they trying their hardest uh, probably not they were still down going into the half against the starters so i i don't know and that run defense uh, you have to prove that, that you fixed it first so i will see this week if they actually did fix it or if it's all been fugazi that they have a good defense this year and we're about to find out yeah, uh, alluding, are you alluding to the game two years ago when San Francisco ran down their throat? Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> and even last year, like their run defense wasn't great. Um, that's really why one of the reasons Tampa beat them. But yeah, so give me San Fran. I think it's they played early in the year. It came down the last second field goal with Rogers fist pumping, spiking the ball. I, a lot of games I think are going to go differently this this time. Um, but I think this one goes just like that, honestly. And it comes down to a kick in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I think right now that's the game I'm looking forward to the most, and I don't know if I'll be able to watch all of it live. I, I may or may not be home uh, at this time, but we will see. But that's the game I think should be the – Best game of the weekend, even though it has the biggest spread. I, I think San Francisco is just a matchup nightmare for them. Two years ago, San, they ran the ball down Green Bay's throat. Green Bay was best team in football, though, so you just never know. You just never know. And they're healthy at the right time, and San Fran's not. So feels like Green Bay's year, but that's why they play the game. Uh, we move to Sunday. Billy. You've got the Los Angeles Rams on the road getting three points, and they're going down to Tampa Bay, taking on those Buccaneers. Well, this is it. This is the game that you trade two first-round picks. This is the game that you trade 
for your boy. He's got to go on the road. He's got to win a game. What's the spread here? Three on the nose. Three on the nose? Oh, man. I actually think he's going to have a good game because I don't like Tampa's secondary. Um, the Rams, the Rams line scares me with Tampa's front four. And I mean, he has a tendency to hang on to that ball just a touch too long, man. I could see him taking some bad sacks and killing some drives and that really being his only mistake. And I could see Tampa scoring 35 and winning this game, 35, 28. 35 31 something like this pretty high scoring affair um i i this is probably a push but i'm gonna i'm gonna take tampa cj's also on tampa i know so this is the one where i i have to really go head or heart here um because i could see this going either way as to where, because both both teams are pretty similar. Like uh, the Rams have a better secondary, but they're they're both their offensive line or both offensive line is kind of their weak point. Defense both have really good defensive lines. Um, both can have a good run game when they want to, and then uh, two of the best aerial attacks in football. But Tom Brady gets the ball out so fucking fast that he can counter the Rams' offensive defensive line. Stafford, that's just not what he does. It's just not what he does. Yeah, no one's running two-yard out routes for Stafford. No, no one's running two-yard out routes for Stafford. Um, and if they did, he probably wouldn't throw it to him. Yeah. Until they were like his fifth check down. <laughs> By the time he gets there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think they're coming together. I really do. I think everything is finally starting to click. What was very encouraging, you could physically see Stafford go to force a ball and not do it. Either he took off, checked it down, or just the one or two the sacks he took. You could see him physically going, nope, don't do it, Matt. Don't do it, Matt. I'm hoping he can do it for another week. Going with the heart. I'm breaking my own my own my own rule here. You'd never bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs, but I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna be foolish for it. Give me Stafford and the Rams. Yeah, I thought for sure you were gonna go Tampa Bay because of your rule, um, but you're going with the Rams. Um, About to prove I, it was my rule. I, I am with, kind of with you, Billy. I feel like this is a three-point game. I don't know who's going to win, though. Um, usually when that happens, I go with the points. Um, I feel like when they played in the regular season earlier in the year, it was kind of like how the Saints play Tampa Bay, and Saints have had a lot of success playing Tampa Bay the last couple of years, um, where they get a lot of pressure up the middle on Brady. Like, Aaron Donald and Greg Gaines were, were pushing the pocket back. And with injuries to Tampa Bay's offensive line, Jensen's not going to be 100%. He's the center. Werfs is a, the tackle. He's not going to be 100%. But uh, 
both those guys all pros, so even them at 50% is probably as good as any center and, and tackle uh, for most teams. But I, I still think the Rams are going to be able to put pressure up the middle at Brady. He doesn't like that. He likes he doesn't mind the pressure on the outside because he's really good at stepping up in the pocket. But and, and I think the Rams cover real well that intermediate passing game that he has. The X factor here to me though is going to be Gronk. Um, I feel like this is a game where Gronk is going to go off. Uh, Eric Weddle might get put on Gronk, and that is not going to bode well for Eric Weddle. Uh, the Rams' safeties are banged up. Um, I don't think they have a linebacker that can cover Gronk fast enough to cover Gronk. And I don't think they have uh, safeties that are big enough to cover Gronk. Um, Jalen Ramsey and Mike Evans should cancel each other out. So that's who I, where I think the X factor is. If Brady can get the ball to Gronk, Tampa Bay will win and cover. Um, the Rams, I mean – I think they're going to do just fine offensively. They'll get their 20, 20 to 24 points. Um, but to me, the game's going to be on the other side of the ball. It's going to be Tampa Bay's offense against the Rams' defense decides it. I think I'm going to lean towards Dino's rule of betting against Tom Brady. So I'll take the Bucks, Even though I already have bets in on the Rams when they were at three and a half and four. Um I'll take the Bucks at three, or if it gets to two and a half, I'll definitely lean Bucks. But if it comes back up to three and a half or four, I'll be back on the Rams. Oh, that was a lot of talking. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you on on Gronk for sure. Gronk has the ability to absolutely murder this team the way they match up. But Stafford's going to win win or lose this game. Either he makes the mistake or he doesn't. To me. Because, and here's something I want to point out. Every team, with the exception of L.A. and Green Bay, all the teams in the playoffs have bad losses, where they lost to somebody they shouldn't have, where they lost to a bad team, and you go, what the fuck was that? Rams don't. No, they lost to good teams. Tampa Bay lost to good teams. Or no, yeah, Tampa Bay lost to all pretty good teams too, didn't they? Washington? Are we calling Washington a good team? They were what seven and nine, seven and ten. In the NFC East, they were seven and nine in the NFC East. <laughs> I mean, they're average team. Um, okay, they were a bad team. They were a bad team. All uh, right, we'll go to the Sunday dinner time game. CJ would have the first pick here. Okay, it's Buffalo getting one and a half. On the road, going to Arizona or going to Kansas City and Arrowhead. I don't know. I was thinking Arizona and Arrowhead, but nonetheless, Chiefs at home. CJ is on the Chiefs to win and cover. So Dino's back to you. Long time. What was the spread? One and a half. Yeah, it's one and a half. Buffalo plus one and a half, right? Yeah, open to Buffalo two and a half. Down to Buffalo one and a half. Man, money has just been pouring in on because that opened up at three, didn't it? Uh, it might have some. Some books probably had it at three. Um, I first saw it at two and a half. Money's been pouring in on Buffalo. That makes me think go Kansas City. The one thing that has been incredibly reliable this year about Josh Allen is that. He follows up a very good game with a very, very bad game. Um, I, I don't know if any of you watch First Things First. 
or watch Nick Wright, but they had a graph that they put up of his passer rating by game, and it's literally just this up and down from like huh. 50 to like 130 to 40 to 120. It's <laughs> incredible. Um, my worry is that defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is basically who do you think is going to win? I'm going to go with Kansas City. Just going to, they've had their number. I, it's hard to be the team twice in a year. Kansas City lost earlier this year. I don't know that they lose twice. They're looking much better than they did then. Give me Kansas City. Yeah, this is a tough game to pick. Uh, toughest game to pick of the weekend for me because it's basically a pick. I'm not going to be surprised with either the way this goes. I, I think Kansas City. One thing I forgot to mention in the other game that I think is also an X factor with Tampa Bay is Leonard Fournette should be back in that Tampa Bay game. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has not practiced yet, but still hasn't been ruled out. Uh, I think if he suits up, Kansas City wins. But without him, I think Buffalo's defense can can shut down the pass game. Um, something about this Buffalo team, kind of like Billy alluded to with Cincinnati, we kind of alluded to it with the Packers. Like it just feels like this Buffalo team is going to get over the hump and they're going to go. To do that, they got to beat Kansas City. So I'm going to take Buffalo with the points, but not going to shock me if Kansas City wins by a touchdown. Billy. Well, since I'm on the fast track to going 0-4, <laughs> and I have been betting or picking uh, with my heart, I might as well just round it out and take Buffalo here. Um, I could see last week being their, you know, come to Jesus moment. Flip the switch. Here we go. Um, man, if they slay this dragon... Buffalo Green Bay in the Super Bowl. Be nice. A lot of people are thinking. And it's already. It's already out. I I selfishly would like a a San Francisco in the Super Bowl. A a San Francisco Tennessee Super Bowl or San Francisco Cincinnati Super Bowl. Not (laughs) something the league would necessarily be pushing for. But. uh, Oh, not at all. Not at all. But, uh, no, if if Buff, by the way, if Buffalo does slay this beast and gets to the Super, there's no one in the NFC that can stop them. I think Green Bay or Tampa. Can, I mean, Buffalo against either one of those two would be a good Super Bowl. Can, can we get a Buffalo Cincinnati AFC Championship game? Yes, How electric would that be? <laughs> yeah, it would be in uh, it would be in Cincinnati. No, it would be in Buffalo. Wait, who was the fourth seed since he, since he was, right? No, Buffalo was the fourth seed. Buffalo, it would be in Cincinnati. Yeah. That place would be nuts. Since he was the three seed. Yeah, since he was three, Buffalo was four, New England was five, Vegas was wow. six, yep. Are you sure? Because I thought Vegas was five. Was the five. Nope. No, Vegas was the seven. Or the six, sorry. Wow, Okay. Oh, yeah. New England and Buffalo was 4-5. Wow. 
yeah, be in Cincinnati. I would that would be insane. <laughs> Pure electric factory. <laughs> Holy shit. Um God, yeah. Uh no, since he had to be the four C because they're playing Tennessee. Buffalo had to be the three because they're playing Kansas City. Oh, yeah. They play yeah. the lowest seed. You're right. So it'd be in Buffalo. Nonetheless, Buffalo would be insane. But, yeah. I, I would, I would, yeah, it, either wherever you cut it, wherever that fucking game's at, that would be awesome. It, this is the game, though. Buffalo and Kansas City is the game. That's the AFC. Like, they're the, the two favored teams in the AFC. They're meeting in this round. Um I know Tennessee had the best record, but Tennessee still, like, if Tennessee beats Cincinnati, they're going to be the dog at home next week. It's why I think Tennessee wins. If you're Mike Vrabel, how, you're the number one seed and you're the underdog, do you, how do you give him that motivation, that chip? That's why I think Tennessee wins, is because no one's talking about him. No one gives him any respect. You want to give that to Mike Vrabel? Oh, good Lord. Okay. You know what though? Last year the the Ravens didn't show him any respect, and they they beat Tennessee. So maybe that's what you got to do when you play Tennessee: is go right at them, treat them like dogs. You're not gonna say we ain't scared. <laughs> All right, points. I guess tiebreaker points. I mean, not that we well, do we even need it this week? Since we're gonna just kind of roll it over overall playoff, but no. yeah, I wouldn't think so. We'll do it on the Super Bowl. When we want to do two locks? Oh God, uh, is there anything I'm Jesus. confident enough? <laughs> is is there such thing as two locks when you're gonna go over four? No, we'll leave the locks and the 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 the, the, the tiebreaker out of it. We'll push forward to next week. Dino five and one coming in, and if you go on four, the worst you can be is five and five after two wild card games. But I think you're going to be nine and one. Which, if that's the case, I'm going to be four and eight. That doesn't add up right. Four and six. We'll see. I'm not going four and zero this week. No fucking way. <laughs> I'm on. I, I don't. Me and Billy had different picks, but one of us is going on four, I feel like. All four. All yeah, four I mean, of them yeah, were different. Sam, so you, guys are on, you guys are both on San Fran, so other than <laughs> that, you differ on every one. Very possible. None of us have the same. We all have yeah. at least one difference. Because Billy was on Cincinnati's Island, and Dino's on the Rams Island. CJ's on the Green Bay Island. That's what splits it up for everybody. And the billionaire split with Buffalo and CJ and Dino got Kansas City. It's gonna be an interesting week. It's gonna be great. I'm really excited for all four games. I feel like are gonna be barn burners. Yeah, I like the. Yeah, after last weekend, I feel like this weekend's gonna be. They gotta be right. Yeah, this is gonna I be the think, weekend. I think the worst game of the week. Is either is probably going to be the either Tennessee or Cincy or or Tampa Bay and L.A. Just depending on how they play out, but I still feel like they're going to be interesting games. Yeah, it'd be Cincy Tennessee, and it'll be like a dull overtime game. 
it goes to overtime and Burrow just drops back on the first play of overtime, hits Jamar Chase in stride and just fucking walks off. He's going to have a Cooper Cup type year next year. Jamar Chase put that one on the books for next year. Can you believe? But first of all, still not enough people talking about Cam Akers coming back in six months from a fucking Achilles and then having like 94 yards from scrimmage. Anyways, can you believe there there was an actual conversation five months ago that Jamar Chase didn't know how to catch NFL footballs? Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. I can believe that, yeah. Yeah, that rough preseason. And that's another thing is we got to take in the offseason. What happens in preseason games? Guy dropping balls in preseason games does not mean that he's going to drop passes in an NFL regular season game. Because that's where I think that all came from. When Jamar Chase dropped like three balls in the first preseason game, so there was talks of him dropping balls in practice. And then like that comment came out that he was struggling. But he figured it out. <laughs> he fucking figured it out for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, on the other side, you got A.J. Brown. And Julio Jones is a – Julio Jones chasing that ring at this point. He's got to be in his early 30s. As a wide receiver, he only has – I would be shocked if Julio Jones has three years left. I mean, I feel like maybe next There's year – There's no he, way. He's His feet are fucking glass. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. yeah. As I say, next year could be his – I don't think he retires this year, but I think next year could be it, maybe the year after at most. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's ring chasing. So that locker room could rally behind old Julio. A.J. Brown can change a game, though, like – he gets slept on a lot. He flies under the radar, and that's a big reason uh, for Tennessee's success in their last eight games was A.J. Brown being healthy and just dominating. Um, yeah, Debo and Devontae are going to be fun to watch at the receiver position. The other one, you got Cooper Cup, you know, Mike Evans and Gronk, always good good TV, and then, you know, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, and then uh, oh, on Buffalo side, my, my boy Dawson Knox, fantasy uh, fantasy hero for Billy and I. Um, Don't sleep on on rewoken OBJ either. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, OBJ looks good. I, I I'll eat my words. He looks a hell of a lot better than I I, I was saying. He was washed up. He couldn't. He he was done. He's proving me wrong. Cause he looks legit uh the last couple games they have not looked on the same page despite like he's had some production since he went to la but they him and Stafford just haven't looked on the same page it's just like they fit they he catches a couple balls a few touchdowns in the in the red zone they actually looked on the same page so if he actually has developed some chemistry with obj and he still got that with cooper cup Cooper Cup had a down game and he still led the team in receptions and yards. If he's a, if he's on the same page with both of them, watch the fuck out. Yeah, I'm excited. We're all excited. 48 hours from now, we'll be at halftime of the San Francisco Green Bay game, so it will be a very different uh, landscape with our conversation in 48 hours. But I am looking forward to it. Thank you all for listening. We'll check you guys next week. We'll have two games. We'll be four teams out of 32 left as we get closer to the Super Bowl.
thank you all for listening. Talk to you uh, later. Alrighty, folks, it is championship weekend in the NFL. There are only four teams remaining out of 32, and we are ALIV alive and kicking here. I'm Gamble the Grappleman. I am uh, your host, Matthew Priest, being joined by uh, Billy, CJ, and Dino. Full house this week. Uh, I guess we'll we'll start with you, Dino. Another impressive week. You went three and one last week, bringing your total playoffs to eight and two. What do you got to say there, sir? Just like Evan McPherson, I'm flush motherfucker. Playoff Dino. Playoff Dino is back, indeed. Billy, uh, you went two and two last week. Better week than the week prior. Uh, Cincinnati Island came home for you. Speaking of Evan McPherson. Boys, I got to say, football can end now. What a fucking weekend that was. It's just going to be a disappointment from here on out. Yeah, it's going to be hard to top with that. And uh, CJ, speaking of being hard to top, uh, you were 0 for 9 on the playoffs, and then Kansas City, and arguably, you know, top five, maybe best game of all time that we got to witness on uh, the Sunday night cap between the Bills and the Chiefs. You were on the Chiefs, so you got your first win of the playoffs. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. You know, I was uh, really hoping not to win that game. Uh, I was really trying to go 0-13 in the playoffs in an unprecedented, uh, you know, gambling year. But, hey, next year, start the season, I'm going to try and lose every fucking game I pick. I have a strategy on how I'm going to do this. And we'll see if it plays out. We're going to see if, you know... We're smart enough to pick the winners. Or if I just say, hey, I'm picking this team just for the fuck of it, see if it wins or not. See if there's any logic behind any of this or if there's luck. It's a bold strategy. Yeah, you don't even know what the strategy is, but it's going to work. You watch. We'll find out next year. Um, but speaking of next year, we had a few coaching hires uh, this this past week. Uh, fill in the blanks. And a new coaching spot opened up from we last talked. Sean Payton out with the Saints, uh, which has got to be heartbreaking for you, CJ. I know we were texting and you had doubt that it was going to happen. But uh, before we get into the hires, what about Sean Payton leaving? Are you uh, are you asking me? I'm asking you, yeah. You're a Saints guy here. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it. For me, it wasn't surprising that he re- retired. I could see that happening. For me, the whole thing that I doubted was all these fucking, oh, I'm going to trade for him type shit. Why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. What the fuck are you going to trade for Sean Payton? He's one of the best coaches in the NFL, and he's been there forever. You know, He turned that franchise around. So who are you going to trade for Sean Payton? A first-round pick? Second-round pick? couple of, you know, you're going to give me fucking Aaron Rodgers and a million-dollar bonus, you know? Like, what the fuck are you going to trade for him? So I thought that was stupid. The uh, the interesting thing, though, 
So I believe, you know, they're going to sign, you know, Dennis Allen is probably going to be the head coach. And I had said when he had retired that Aaron Glenn was probably going to be the defensive coordinator. You know, then there's a lot of talk that they're interviewing him for the head coaching position and shit like that. I don't see that happening, but, you know, if they keep the culture, the culture is there already in New Orleans. I think Sean Payton had like three or four losing seasons his whole entire 16 years there, you know. So you build a winning franchise and you promote from within, right? And plus, when Dennis Allen was the coach, that game they played against Tampa Bay, they shut out Brady, you know, 9 nothing. wasn't pretty, but fucking they still shut him out, still won. So for me, it'd be stupid if they went outside of the organization and just hired, you know, like I heard Byron Leftwich was getting an interview or some shit like that. But whatever. Speaking of Byron Leftwich, uh, a lot of have rumors or have him linked to pretty much a done deal with Jacksonville. Not totally official yet, unless something's happened in the last like hour or two. But uh, the only thing holding that up is he wants the GM bulky gone. And uh, he wants his guy from the Cardinals brought in as the GM, which is bold for Byron Leftwich to be taking that stance with the Jags. But they were also linked to Hackett and Eberflus, who they wanted to pull the trigger on today. Those guys took other coaching jobs, and now they're kind of left with the, their hand on their dick, and their dick is Byron Leftwich. Um, I don't know, Billy Dino, one of you two want to jump in here on that? Yeah, I mean, it. I think he's ready. I think he's ready for a head coaching gig. I agree. Well, how much? What about of, the stance of him taking, like, with the get rid of Balky and I want my own GM? I, I mean, I love I, it. I don't necessarily hate it. Yeah, I mean, shooter's gonna shoot, right? You'd yeah. rather work for your guy as opposed to going to work for somebody you don't know. Well, and I mean. I don't know, was that is that the same GM that put together like the Saxonville team or is this a different one? No, same guy. That's why they had the clown clown this they wanted the fire bulky uh blimp and then all the the shot con clown faces. Uh-huh. So they wanted because uh, he didn't because he didn't fire bulky, he fired Urban Meyer. Well, Urban Meyer is there to be fired. Um we all know that. But um I don't understand maybe Maybe I'm just not getting something. I don't understand why. Because I, I did see the reports where it's like they're kind of just left with Byron Leftwich. There's 92 other candidates they could still interview. I don't understand. Like, okay, but, okay, go fuck yourself. You're not dictating who my GM is. If I'm Shotcon, like, no, fuck you. Go, go away. And then you got, you still got Brian Flores out there. You still got enemy out there. You still got um, the. The Buffalo isn't the Buffalo offensive coordinator. Who get taken? They, I believe they. Both I believe are. he's going to the Giants, though. Did he not? Yeah, he's have for a third time. Or yeah, second he's time, at least. The Giants and Miami, both those teams have been really high on Dable. Um, but yeah, it feels like Jacksonville. That's been the hangup with with Leftwich. I think Jim Caldwell. Uh, I think re- removed himself from Jacksonville because he didn't. Once he interviewed with Balky, he didn't. They didn't click. So he was like, "I, I don't want this job." So apparently, that guy's a that guy's a fuck stick that no one wants to work with. Apparently, 
Well, they, they, they take that into account and maybe listen to Leftwich. But I'm just saying the reports that are coming out are like, oh, they're kind of just stuck with Le- you know Leftwich. No, you're not. You've got 92. Go, uh, go interview David Culley. He did a good job with with Houston. He had Davis Mills out playing Mac Jones. Like, you know, there's other fucking candidates, guys. You are not wrong. Not, you can, you're allowed to hire fucking um, head coaches that aren't from Jacksonville. Right, come on. <laughs> I, I, fair point, CJ. You were getting ready to say something there a minute or two ago. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Byron Leftwich played at Jacksonville. They drafted him. You know, mm-hmm. I thought he was a decent quarterback. You know, I yeah. fell in love with him when he broke his fucking leg at Marshall. And, you know, had Carry him. But, yeah, through that fucking game-winning drive and had him get, you know, hobbled off the field and shit. But to my point is, everybody's like, you know, is Byron Leftwich ready? But to the same thing... You know, how much of what he was doing as an offensive coordinator in Tampa Bay was him and not, say, you know, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, you know? So, it, I mean, it's it's an interesting thing to look at it and say, oh, well, all right, let's go with fucking Byron, Byron Leftwich. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, not uh, for the, of the fucking general manager. But my thing is, how the fuck do you hire a coach without a general manager you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to start over all the way over, wouldn't you hire your general manager first and then get your coach? Well, from my understanding is is every team does it different. So, so like, uh, I've heard a couple different interviews about this, actually. And every organization does it a little bit different. There are some organizations where the general manager is kind of like the head coach's boss. Then there are other other organizations where the coach is like the number one guy and the GM's like number two and they kind of work hand in hand. Then there's organizations where they're two completely different like departments. They, what they, they do GM stuff, they do business and then the coach does on the field and the GM doesn't come anywhere near the field. Like they just, it's two separate things. So I think it depends on the organization, but I feel like majority of the organizations are GM kind of like not coach's boss, but he kind of outweighs outranks the coach in the hierarchy of the organization. And if do you, anybody else has heard something different, please jump in. That's just, I mean, I, I would tend to agree, but I mean, I'm trying, there was a couple teams last year that hired coaches before they hired GMs. And yeah. I feel like it's happening more often. I don't know why, but I just feel like it's happening more often. I don't know. I, I think they need to work together. Uh, the well, Lions I mean, like, did it. Yeah. You know, they hired Dan Campbell so before uh, Holmes. See, that's just weird to me. That just doesn't, you know. Like, I get if you've got this coach in mind. And maybe the Lions do the whole thing where, you know, the GM does the GM shit and the coach does the coaching shit. And maybe they just agree on, hey, I'd like this player to be drafted and okay, maybe I like this player to be drafted. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they go back and forth on shit like that. But, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. it's a bunch then, of organizations do shit differently. Yeah, and then it would make sense on how bad the fucking Lions are historically if it's just kind of like, you know, you do this and I do that and we don't fucking talk at all, you know? Kind of like, just imagine, like, 
you know, I don't know how many of you guys work really close to your boss, but I mean, you know, what if you just saw your boss, you know, I don't know, once a month or some shit like that, and they expect that, you know, they're supposed well, to know what the, you're doing, and they have no fucking idea what you're doing, you know? Well, I think for the last 20 years of, of Suckfest here in Detroit, it was always like GM over coach, because you had the Matt Millen years, and Millen was always kind of like the coach's boss, and that didn't work. Uh, then we'll, Mayhew kind of replaced him, and like Mayhew didn't do a bad job, but he was a, he was a fill-in temporary guy, you know, you know, with, even with with Schwartz there. Um, I'm forgetting somebody um, before Bob Quinn, or did it go Millen Mayhew Bob Quinn? I think that's how it went. That's that's how it went. And then and then BQ comes in, he gets so rid it's of nine, Caldwell. Seven ain't good enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and brings yeah, in Patricia, yeah, his guy. So much better. And, uh, yeah, they don't even win nine games with uh, Patricia's coach. But, um, That's yeah, it, it's like, just like just is what it is. So, yeah, I, I, I'm interested because I was surprised that Jacksonville's final three candidates were Leftwich, Eberflus, and Hackett, and then Eberflus takes the job in Chicago – which all signs were pointing to Jim Caldwell last night when I went to bed. Caldwell was still at the building. He'd been in the building like for six hours on on Wednesday night as we record this as a Thursday night. But Jim Caldwell had been in the building six hours. There was reports coming out that they were going to be the first team with like a black GM, a black head coach, and a black starting quarterback like going into the season. And that was going to be like a big thing for Chicago. And then you wake up and it's like, nope, it's going to be Matt Eberflus as the coach here. Uh, so I don't know what happened. And then uh, Hackett taking the job in Denver, which has got everybody talking Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are going to be Denver Broncos. But, you know, that's what you can do on a Wednesday in January when there's still three games left to play on the season. Yeah, I mean, you're going to hear fucking Rodgers to Denver for the next fucking three months. That's all you're going to hear. Yeah. Is what Which it doesn't is make be. any sense. Why would you go to the AFC? The AFC is loaded. Yeah. The if, well, we if you want to keep winning consistently, just stay at Green Bay. Literally, just yeah. stay at Green Bay. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that's, all right, so why did LeBron James go to the Lakers then? You know, like, you look at the NBA thing, and it's like, okay, here we are. I could win the East and roll through the East and go to the finals every fucking year like I have been, you know. But no, fuck it. I'm going to the Showtime Lakers because they're the Showtime Lakers. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if they got every goddamn all-star on that side of the thing. I'm going, you know. But it's like, you know, it would make sense for him not to. But, I mean, if he's like, fuck Green Bay, and he's really disgruntled with Green Bay – and then they moved his offensive coordinator, who he likes, apparently, you know, who he's got gold with or what the fuck ever they do. You know, why would he not go there? And then I guess it might go into how much money are they going to pay him? You know, you're looking at the cap space that they got and you go into all that, that whole rabbit hole. And I think they've got the money for it, you know, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I see Billy's point. I, I think it's one of those situations. We said the same thing about Stafford last year going to the NFC West. Like, why the hell did he go to the NFC West, where it's like any team could arguably the best division of football, which they do have two teams left out of four um, as we stand here. Um, so I guess that that's your answer is 
competition doesn't matter. These guys are going to go where they want to go and, and feel that they can win at, I guess. I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers. Why wouldn't he go somewhere like Washington? Yeah, that would be a great fit. Because it's Washington. Because the, they have poop, poop, poop pipes busting and the rails falling apart. I don't know that I would want to go there either. Um, if I, I mean, I, I, the good fit for him are the AFC. The NFC, there's no ready-made place for him to go. Like, he's trying to be Brady. He's trying to, if he's going to move, he's going to go to some, somewhere he knows he can win now. Where is that that he can go in the NFC? New Orleans. They don't have cap space, but they can figure it out. They're, they're $70 million over the cap as it is. They don't have a head coach. The star receiver hates them, and they don't, uh, yeah, and they don't have a quarterback, but. I saw I saw trade rumors of Michael Thomas to the Lions. Maybe he's gonna retire. Yeah, for maybe a <laughs> six round pick. I, would, I wouldn't give up more than a fourth round pick. I wouldn't. Yeah, you same. would have to like twist my arm for that one. Yeah, same. You'd be better off drafting a guy in the second or third round at receiver. Like, yeah. Uh, just, I mean, Michael Thomas is great, don't get me wrong, but you're taking on a huge contract and a guy who's really missed two seasons with foot problems and, uh, you know, has, has caused him a rift with the, within the organization he's at. So I'm good there. But is it a rift with the organization or was it a rift with the head coach? It doesn't matter. Still a problem. All of them. And it is, it is the organization no matter how you look at it, but... Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And then you got Antonio Brown wanting to go to the fucking Ravens. You think anybody signs that guy? Yeah, good Considering luck. Evander Kane just got a contract in the NHL, yes, yes, Antonio Brown might be hey, playing just, for a team. Did you see my tweet? Did you see yes, my tweet? Yes, I did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's good. Like, I mean, it's so true. What's like, wrong with Evander Kane getting signed by a team? Uh, he got suspended and kicked off his team because he was gambling on games. And he did the fake vaccination card thing before AB did it. He was probably the guy who gave AB the inspiration. I mean, everywhere Evander Kane has gone. He he is the hockey Antonio Brown. Yeah, no, I've seen that. I I know. But, you know, I didn't know he got signed by anybody. He got signed by the Oilers. Well, that makes sense. I mean, mean, that is where, like, Careers used to go to die, like send you off to Edmonton in the frozen tundra. Nonetheless, uh, we're on hockey. We, we get back to the football. But any uh, and any other coaches get get signed today, or are those the only three? I think those are the only three so far. Eberflus, uh, to Chicago. It's just a defensive guy going into. I mean, he's a good fit there. That based off Chicago's history as a team. And his history with defenses, you know, you assume Chicago's going to go out there and. But why the fuck? You got a young quarterback that needs to, that's not. He's a project. He's not ready made. He's shown flashes, but he's not Burrow or Herbert or Josh. Like he's it, it, not even Josh Allen, really. Why would you go defense? He better bring in a hell of an offensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm sure he can. You know, he could bring in a quarterback guru and a offensive coordinator and. Let them handle that, and he's just got to manage the, the day-to-day roster and make sure that defense is stout. But 
But who knows? Chicago Bears is your favorite team. So what do you always say? Fuck the Bears. Okay. And this is why. Because they're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting something different. They're fucking stupid. Fuck the Bears. Um, Also, I guess um, Oakland reached – I don't know if anybody saw this. Oakland reached out to interview Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Sorry, would you touch Josh McDaniels after what he pulled in Indianapolis? Or is it like, okay, it's been a few years? I don't think I would touch another Patriot assistant. Yeah. That, that's yeah. beside the point, but yeah, that's that would disqualify him first. But Yeah, I, I would stay away from him. I mean, to me, he's the guy when Bill's done, like Josh McDaniels is going to be the Patriots coach. And like, why would he even want to go anywhere else and just do what he did in Denver? Like, I don't know. I'm not a Josh McDaniels guy, per se, but. I'm, I don't know why Rick Passaccia hasn't already been announced. As the, that guy needs to be the head coach. When you have two or three of your stars coming out saying we want Rick Passaccia, I, I don't know how you just don't go with him. Oh, if they hire Josh McDaniels, that team will tank next year. (laughs) Whatever their over-under is in Vegas, hammer the under. Yeah, I mean, you, Mark Davis, look at the owner. I mean, Mark Davis is not a guy who, I I, I don't think Rich Bisaccia is like a Mark Davis guy. Like, he's not... He wants the splash name. Yeah, the splash. I don't know if Josh oh, that's why the... fucking splash, but you know. Oh, Josh Bears is gonna... splash. Yeah. That's why they suck. <laughs> bad teams are going to do bad team things. But, all right, enough talk about coaches and organizations. Billy, you alluded to it. What a hell of a weekend, boys. I mean,. We'll start with the Cincinnati-Tennessee game. Anybody want to chime in with their thoughts on that game? Besides Ryan Tannehill's a piece of fucking hot garbage. I thought Mike Vrabel had a terrible game. Yeah. They got that penalty. I mean, you you, hindsight 20-20, but we've been saying all year, like, kick, take the points. Yeah, you're getting a two-point conversion chance from the, the one. A lot of people liked it. I was one like just just fucking kick it from the seven and a half and take the point. You go up seven six. Right. Take the fucking lead. Like. Well, and, that at and, the end of the game, I don't like. They it seemed like they were content, and then they just fucking actually decided that they wanted to try and get in field goal range, and it cost them the game. Yeah. Really. Third and one. Third and one. In fourth and one, and Derrick Henry doesn't touch the ball once. I, I, I don't know. Derrick Henry had a game though. He, I mean, he did. I, dude, I'm dying. I'm riding with that freaking horse, man. That's how I'm going down. I get with you, but he he had already gotten stuffed on a couple fourth and ones. Like he just. But you won. have you have third and one. You have two tries. Yeah. Like I'm I'm cool if you want to split it up, but to you at least got to give him one chance at it. No, my problem with that is they were in the shotgun both times. Like, you mean to get a yard, you don't go in the fucking shotgun. You either go under center and try to, like, the quarterback sneak approach, or if you're going to turn around, give your goddamn running back a running start to hit that hole. Um, that shot, I hate short, like, 
trying to do a third and one on a shotgun is just brain dead to me because you're running back standing still when he gets the football. And you already have guys closing in on him. It's – I don't get it. So you're a, you're all smarter football people than me. Why the hell on third and one with Derrick Henry are you in a fucking shotgun? You shouldn't be. With Tennessee's offense, I yeah, I'm with you. I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> the element of surprise, you know, oh, we might pass. We could pass. We're hitting that play action up real good, though, because everybody's expecting you to run it with the fucking horse you got. Well – you know, if you're going to do that, then fucking go for the pass and then run it on the fourth down if you don't get it. You know what I mean? But I don't know. The thing, the game changer for that was that second interception when Tennessee was like in the red zone. And uh, that's when Cincinnati just bats it up and takes it, you know. And I think they went and scored off of that and took the lead of the game. And then Tennessee had to go back and kick a field goal to tie it or whatever. I don't Nine know. sacks. Yeah. Like, they tore Joe Burrow up, man. Like, how the fuck do you have that defensive performance and still lose? Oh, wait. He threw an interception at the very first play of the fucking game. He threw an interception in the middle of the game. And then what did you do? You threw an interception trying to get in field Better, better yet, up. better yet. He threw an interception his first play of the game. Yeah. He threw an interception the first play of the second half. Mm-hmm. And then he threw an interception to end the game. Yep. Uh, what, not necessarily on the game, but the Bengals have a ton of cap room next year. Yeah. If they actually build an offensive line, look the fuck out for that team. Yeah, yeah got a young, confident guy. Try and get more fucking weapons, you know? Well, they're, they're I mean, they got Higgins, Higgins and uh, Chase are still going to be on rookie deals for two more years. So... Joe Mixon and, and and you got Burrow for two more years on a rookie deal. They don't need to add weapons. Like they maybe don't, but Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, maybe defensively you're adding skill positions uh, to the secondary. I can see them going out and trying to get a big corner hire or a big yeah big corner player. But um, defense isn't that bad. Their defense it's is not bad. bad. You know, but we'll see this week when they play Kansas City. This game has a chance to be well, well, you know couple weeks when they beat them uh in the regular season you know i don't remember who was injured on either side of the ball at that point in time but you know and i mean i don't know kansas city's fucking humming though right now i'm not saying cincinnati's not but that fucking game they played the other you know against buffalo it was just like i'm fucking scoring it will because i fucking can you know <laughs> like yeah, we'll just shift to that game. I mean, 42-36 was the final score, and Buffalo had the game won twice, so they thought, and Kansas City walks out of there with the W. I mean, Billy, I know you said it, I think, at the top of this. We're not going to beat that week of football, but that game right there is beyond instant classic. I can't remember a better game that I've ever watched. That's That was, was fucking theater. It's criminal. It ended the way it did. Nah. No, it's not. I, I will. Yeah, I mean, a game that I mean, good. Buffalo, just... Buffalo should have won. For sure. But overtime? Overtime can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Play defense. Defense. Let them down. Go ahead, Dino. Sorry. No. Oh. 
Stop him with 13. Don't bitch about the overtime rules if you're Buffalo. The Stop him with 13 fucking seconds left. Or stop him in overtime. Like, I, I get it, but defense is part of the game. There was an interest on the overtime rules. There was an interesting proposition put out there. Um, instead of the current overtime rules, one team picks where the ball, where the drive is going to start from. The other team picks if they want to go on offense or defense. And then first, first to score wins. What do you guys think of that? I, I hate that. You hate that? I hate yeah, it. I don't, I don't like it either. The more I thought about it, though the more interesting it got. You say, like, in that game, Buffalo says, or, yeah, Buffalo gets the gets the toss, and they say, okay, we're starting from the one-yard, your own one-yard line. I don't know. The more I thought about it and thought of different scenarios, I I started to kind of like it. I don't, I don't like I don't, it. I don't think it would have mattered if they told they were going to start at their own one-yard line. Fuck, it doesn't, I mean... The number one yeah. ranked defense in the goddamn league, the goddamn the Buffalo Bills. It, it, it didn't matter fucking, where the drive started or who got the ball. Whoever got the ball first was scoring. At that point, yeah, nobody was stopping anybody. And even if you did give Buffalo a, a you know a run at it, I mean, when the fuck is it going to stop? You know, like when is it going to stop? Like that's the whole thing. It's like that game could have played fucking a whole other four quarters. You know. Where you're just fucking 653 to 648. That would be my thing. I would say a 10 minute quarter, each team gets two timeouts. If you're still tied after 10 minutes, then you go into sudden death. You should have like a competition. Yeah. Yeah. Shootout in hockey. You should have something like fucking, you know, see how many touchdowns you can score from like the 70 yard, you know, 70 yard passes or something stupid like that. Yeah, you don't want to see some tackle drills, you know? Like, here you go. My best tackler against my best fucking running back. And here we go, boys. We're going right here at the 20 fucking yard line. You know? No, I I think, I mean, I do like, like, the Pat McAfee's, like, overtime solution with the kickers and, like, putting it on them for, like, the shootout style because it would be exciting. But at the same time, you would not want your season to come down to two kickers like you're taking all the all the the game, you're taking the sport of football, offense versus defense, completely out of the situation, um, you know, for for something like that. Like let them play it. I like Billy's idea. Give it a ten minute overtime and see who's got the lead. If you're still tied, then you know, then you go to just another sudden death. Um, and and I, I almost feel like fuck the coin toss at that point. That's where the home field advantage comes in. You got home field advantage in the playoffs for a reason. You get that first possession to sudden death. Like that's that would would I think amplify. I mean, not that you can make the game much better in the regular season, but that would amplify teams up even better. Like the home field advantage is kind of dead, but that would be a huge thing. I also had a thought too of however the game ends when you're tied. Like, you take the coin flip out of it. So, like, Kansas City kicked the field goal, right? They they would kick to Buffalo. But, like, say Kansas City had the ball and the game was tied and they didn't kick the field goal, Kansas City would still have the ball when overtime started. But Buffalo would get a chance to come back in time. 
That makes sense. Uh, so, you're saying, so just like it would almost be like a continuation of like a quarter. Yeah. Like like they and just the, take the ball. But then the side. other team gets to. But then the other team gets the rebuttal. They get to respond. I actually like that idea. But all right. Well, we talked about the two uh, the two AFC games. Let's move on to uh, what happened Saturday night with San Francisco and Green Bay Packers. Uh, three of us were on San Fran. CJ, you were on the Packers. So I'll let you talk first on this one. Uh, thoughts on that game? Uh, yeah. The 49ers never fucking led in that game until the end, and the only touchdown they scored was on a fucking special teams blocked punt. So, uh... Yeah, for everybody that blames all that shit on Aaron Rodgers, that's not his fucking fault. And uh, I am not a huge Aaron Rodgers supporter. But he didn't play that bad of a game. Like, everybody makes it out to be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers played like shit. No, he didn't. The defense is a fucking solid defense, you know? And it's fucking snowing, and it's fucking 1,600 below zero in fucking Green Bay, Wisconsin. So, you know. It's a block of cement. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's like, whatever, and, you know, they would have won that game if it wasn't for that block punt. Like, I, you know, if they punted it off, the 49ers might have kicked the field goal. I doubt it, but, you know, the way it was going, Green Bay was ready, you know, choking them out. You should probably score more than one touchdown after your opening drive if you want to win. Well, fuck, the 49ers, didn't, the 49ers scored one touchdown, and it wasn't even their offense that scored the fucking touchdown. Three phases of the game, baby. The 49ers, 49ers quarter, as much as I like Jimmy G, he's not an MVP Mount Rushmore ca- candidate. You got to, if, if you're that guy, be that fucking guy. But he said yeah, fucking- 49ers, uh, I mean, really, we all season long, the signs were there, and... Uh, like, Green Bay special teams was the worst special teams I've ever seen in my life all year long. We got to see a lot of Packers games, whether it be the two against the Lions or other national TV games. Any game Green Bay played in, there was some kind of special teams fuck up, whether it been a, a shank punt, uh, big kick returns, big punt returns, missed field goals, missed extra points. I don't think they had a perfect special team games game all season. So you get to the playoffs, you get to the most important game, you got shitty weather. And your special teams single-handedly fucked you out of 12 points. You lose. <laughs> like, three yeah. phases of the game equally important. Yeah, is it a hot take to say even if they won, that guy should have been fired? By the time he hit the tunnel. <laughs> is that a hot take, even if they win? Like, can no. you fire a coach during playoffs? Because that... that, that <laughs> That he deserved it. How he still has a job, I have I no idea. Say. <laughs> he still they still haven't fired him. Nope. No. <laughs> no, he'll be. I think he'll be like one of those quiet releases in the off season. They'll just have a new special teams coordinator come come preseason or come training camp. It was big. Like, oh, oh, that happened. Like it's. Yeah, try and pass off like it's no big deal. Yeah, like I feel like that's that's kind of how Green Bay does it too, and it's a special teams coordinator. Special teams coordinators don't get they don't grab headlines anyway. But that was that just one all season long. 
It was so apropos yeah, was. that that's what cost him. What'd you say, Billy? I said he will. He'll get some headlines when he gets cut or fired. <laughs> he's no, he'll again because you know somebody will interview him for a fucking head coaching job. That'd be great. Hashtag Joe Judge. <laughs> exactly, you know. <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and then we have uh, the Tampa Bay Rams game to talk about. Dino, big Rams fan. You were on a Rams island last week, so I'll let you talk about this one first. The I was uh, surprised as anybody. I I, I I thought I was gonna that I didn't think that was coming home because you don't bet against Brady in the playoffs, and he damn near. With a lot of help from the Rams, damn near <laughs> came back and won it. That fucking second half took a goddamn year off my life, though. So. Yeah, hell, I mean, it was all Rams in the first half, and then they did almost, it was almost like that San Francisco game in week 18, where they had a big lead at the half. They just came out running the ball, looking predictable, and they weren't moving it. They're just punting, they're playing field, field position. Their defense isn't playing bad in the second half. Their defense is just on the field all the damn time. So then Tampa Bay gets some breaks. Then the offense has some bad bad turnovers, a couple fumbles. Um, I mean, shit. That that led like to your point. The Rams, you know, let Tampa Bay back in, and that turned into a hell of a fourth quarter for a game that was. It was. Bo- a- I don't want to say boring, but a game that was kind of uninteresting uh, at halftime. You're kind of like, oh, you know, leave it on, but. That fourth quarter got good. And the, you know what we say in that fourth quarter? Put some fucking respect on Matt Stafford's name. The guy has been clutched for 12 years. I don't give a shit. So I heard something that uh, if Stafford wins the Super Bowl, Detroit is going to throw him a parade. I heard some shit like that. I was just wondering about if Dino right. was, uh, Checks out. Dino, uh, <laughs> Dino going to be great of the parade. Detroit, Detroit's participation trophy specialist. It's not participation. It's appreciation for for a guy who got who who literally broke his back carrying the Detroit Lions, finally getting some fucking wins. <laughs> literally, Amy fucked his shoulder up and came back and won. It's just, it's ironic to me that people are rooting for him because it's not in the best interest for the Detroit Lions. And Detroit is celebrating it. Why do I give a shit if, if it's the 26th or the 30th pick? Does that fucking matter, really? Kinda. No, it doesn't. I mean, you'll get back-to-back picks. Look at it that way. It just, it it's funny. Like, I got a text. I have a buddy that's a Giants fan. He cannot wrap his head around it. And they laugh. They laugh at Lions fans. I have a buddy that's a Pats fan. Same deal. Like, people outside of Detroit, Detroit cannot wrap their heads around it. And I can't However, explain I, it either. <laughs> and there were a lot of but Patriots I, fans that became Bucks fans. But he left as a free agent. He didn't get traded for two first-round picks. Uh, I understand that, but not like the Lions. It's their only first-round pick. They've already got the goddamn second overall pick. I'm not not telling people who to root for or anything like that. I'm just saying people outside of Detroit cannot wrap their head around it. I can't either, but it it is what it is. 
literally broke his fucking back carrying this goddamn franchise. <laughs> he had 12 years and he did nothing. <laughs> One nothing. And the first year away, he won nothing. Well, that's first you know, year away from here. Doing. I'm not saying he's all to blame either. I'm not saying he's all to blame either, but he was yeah. part of the problem. No, he had a 24 point lead against Dallas and let it slip away. He has his fault. They didn't. He didn't fucking show up to play Seattle. I get that. I'm just saying. First year away, what's he fucking doing? I mean, he's got to win one to two more. But no, I so I disagree. Why? I think he's justified it. They they got they went further this year than they did last year with Goff, with arguably a better team. Their defense was better last year. Um. And two, I, you could view that trade a couple different ways. You could say they gave up, um, you know, two first-rounders and a third for Matt Stafford. Or you can say they gave up one first-round pick and a third-round pick, which I think that would justify the trade. And the other first-round pick was consolation for taking Jared Goff's awful fucking contract. I saw something that was interesting. The Lions will get – uh, what compensatory picks, comp- whatever the fuck they are, for yeah. free agents that left and got signed, like Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay and some other people. Yeah, that had like money. It's a money thing or something like that. So they'll get picks from those teams, like the Giants and fucking Jacksonville and whoever, you know. It's yeah, it's not from the teams. It's just players get slotted at a certain certain. Yeah, they get slotted at a certain spot, and they have third, yeah. Free agents. Third, they have they season. have the highest one in the league with Kenny Galladay, which yeah. look turned out great for them because he was got off. I mean, right. he was off like, like half the goddamn season. Yeah, they get they get like the first. I think I think he's. I don't think they've slotted the compensatory picks. Usually that happens like two weeks after the season, but like he they projected right now would have like another third round pick. For yeah, but I, I saw something where it could be uh, as high as the first one of their first round picks. I don't. I think they start the comp picks in the third round. I think it's the third through the seventh they do them. Um, because they got the third, yeah, they don't add any first round picks. They, I think it's like pick 90, 97 to one hundred four is usually what they are from memory, um, or one hundred two depending on how how the free agency market went, but. There'll be like five third round picks. Then I think there's like 10 fourth round picks. There's like 15 fifths, 26. Then there's like 25 seventh compensatory picks. And that's how they get from 220 to 255 in the draft. And now the fucking Islanders score after they allow an empty netter. Those brat bastards. Um, anyhow. Um, yeah, they'll have extra picks, at least at least three from what I saw, because they, yeah. they'll also get one for um, um, was it Jamie Collins or another defense another defensive guy? I don't remember who it was. Yeah, another defensive guy. Uh, I can't remember his name. Maybe Jared Davis. Fucking... Might have been Jared, Jared Davis. Davis. I think it was yeah. Jared Davis was the other one. Yeah, um, they had a. Is it Perriman? Rashad Perriman? Well, they they signed him and cut his ass, so they don't. Yeah, but I saw they had some kind of 
pick or something because Sony picked him up. I don't remember. It was something like that. Yeah, it all gets funky. Um, but yeah, I mean, Stafford did what we've seen Stafford do here a lot in Detroit with 40 seconds left and made a couple career throws and they they won a game that they had basically given away. Um, the Tampa Bay hanging around there, it just that whole game just felt like Tampa was going to win it and it still feels that way four days after they lost it, that Tampa Bay, I still feel like they should have won that game, which will take us into this week uh, where we've got the Rams and 49ers and the Bengals and the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs and, and I know, I mean, you won, you're, you're eight and two on the fucking playoffs. Do you, which game you want to talk about first, pick first? I'll, I'll just let you go. Um, We'll go with we'll go with the easy one first. Give me the AFC. All right. So Cincinnati's getting seven and a half at Kansas City. That mother, that fucking line is up to seven and a half. Didn't it start seven at, and a half or five and a half? Yep. There's that much money coming in on Kansas City. Good lord. Yes. No respect. So seven and a half. You're giving me Joe Burrow and a touch more than a touchdown in the playoffs. Give me fucking Cincinnati. That's criminal for a team that they 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 won they won earlier this season. I I think Kansas City wins, but seven and a half in the playoffs and the AFC Championship. Come on, give me give me Cincinnati all day. I have Kansas City at uh, at six. Um, I kind of lean towards Cincinnati at seven and a half, but. It almost feels like this is a game where Kansas City is just going to fucking smoke them. And it's going to be like, welcome to the big leagues, kid, to the Bengals. It was all cute and fun. And here's your 42 to 13 ass kicking and go back to the offseason. Hang your heads. Joe Burrow, you're great, but you're not going to make it out of the first half getting hit and getting sacked nine times. Uh, Kansas City's secondary is playing like they're ball hawking. I know I know the Bills put up 36 on them, but they're buzzing out there. And if Tyron Matthews back, it's going to be a long day for the Bengals, I think. I'm going to take the Chiefs at seven and a half. Have they said Honey Badger's back? He's still listed as, like, questionable. So who the hell knows? It's the playoffs. Billy? I you know I'm with you like I said earlier it's I feel like we're only going downhill from here um I feel like a Rams Chiefs game could fit in with what we saw last weekend but I just man this just to your point I think this is a spot where Kansas City just kind of steamrolls I as much as I hope I'm wrong, I think I got to take Kansas City. All right, CJ. Yeah, um, since I'm trying to lose all these games, uh, kind of want to pick Kansas City. I was gonna pick Kansas City anyways. But I thought the spread would be a little closer than that. You know, I got I got to ask a question. 
if you're trying to lose all these games, how come you were so pissed Green Bay lost? <laughs> well, I wasn't I wasn't pissed that Green Bay lost. I was pissed at the outrage they had for my COVID friend Aaron Rodgers, who talks to Dr. Joe Rogan and gets the ivermectin horse dewormer and takes, you know, fucking vitamin C pills or some shit like that, you know? Needs to take better care of his body. And that's how you don't get the COVID, I guess. I don't fucking know. Yeah, no, that's the whole thing. But yeah, fuck it, give me Kansas City. All right, Donald's back on that. Cincinnati getting seven and a half island, which... Well, looks like we're going to the Super Bowl, boys. He's he's eight and two in the playoffs, and we're all against him somehow. Like um, I said, I'm picking the losers. So, so if you were betting though, you'd be betting on Cincinnati, but you're picking uh, Kansas City because of the spread, yeah. Okay. So here's a game that I already know you're not gonna pick, but I I gotta pick first. San Francisco and the Rams. San Francisco beat them twice in the regular season. Uh, I think they're gonna win this game. Um, it's just a bad matchup for the Rams. I, I, San Francisco's offense didn't do shit last week. Somehow they're a three and a half point underdog. I think if they do lose, it's going to be by three. So I'm on San Francisco here, but I think San Francisco is going to win the game. Um, it's just, it just feels like George Kittle's been really quiet for a couple games and this is a chance for George Kittle to just go off for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Billy. I was on the train week one. I was on the train week one of playoffs. I am not fucking hopping off now. Let's go Niners. CJ. I am a man of my word. I said it at the beginning of the fucking playoffs. I am not picking this fucking game. At all. I am not picking this fucking game. I'm going with the dino theory. There will be eight points scored in this fucking game. And that is the tiebreaker point right there. Eight. You know what? Fuck it. Give me five. I want five points. It's going to be three to fucking two. It's not the L.A. Dodgers. Who's going to win? Francisco Giants. Who fucking cares? If it's going to be three to two, somebody's got to win. Maybe. You're making a pick. I mean, I'm not making a pick. Just said I'm not picking a team. Just saying, that's the spread. That's the fucking, you know, tiebreaker points right there. Which I'm not going to be a part of. Unless I'm one to and then I can contest that, you know. But if I was going to bet, fuck the 49ers. I hate everything about them. San Francisco's full of gays. Fuck that shit. We're picking the Rams. Wow. Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. You can't uh. fucking challenge me, bitches. Throw that goddamn red flag. Do it. Fucking flag me. Do it. Bring all the LGBTQ motherfuckers after me. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Thought I forgot about that shit, motherfuckers. Said some shit about the red man. You get all upset about it. Say some shit about the yellow guys. You don't fucking care. Now I'm going after the gays. I'm sure it was all them anyways. 
Rainbow Coalition bullshit fuckers. Doesn't get any gayer than San Francisco. They call it San Francisco gay for a reason. Motherfuckers. Joe Montana was your favorite football player. Diana, who are you taking in this game? He played for the Chiefs. I I feel like... Retired from the Chiefs. I feel dirty right now. (laughs) Take a fucking shower. You know that scene in Billy Madison? (laughs) That's what what I feel like. Stop looking at me, Swan, that one. If I was to bet and put money on this game, I would put it on the Niners. However, like Billy, I picked him as my dark horse Super Bowl team. However, I'm also like Billy pulled uh, last week or the week before. I'm just going to bet on my heart here and what I hope happens and take the Rams just because Stafford is that fucking guy. But yeah, no, I don't think they have a solution for Debo. They just they don't have somebody that can match him. Um, I, uh, I yeah, they make too. They've just been making too many mistakes. Stafford's played great, but now Cooper Cup is fumbling. What the fuck? Like, yeah. So, but I'm taking the Rams. I, yeah, it's it, it, it's due for Stafford to throw a pick six. I mean, he's got what? Like, I think I saw that his quarterback rating over the last the two playoff games is like it's like 117. He's got six touchdowns. 600 and some yards, no picks. Like, he's been playing pretty damn near perfect. Oh, no, his quarter, I'm sorry, his quarterback rating is like 136. 136. Yeah. As big like, as pick six is definitely coming. Strip sack. He's turning the Actually going to look into a uh, San Fran defense and special teams touchdown. Anytime plus, touchdown. Plus 500. For, for five bucks. I've already put three dollars on it at plus five hundred to win fifteen, so I'm I'm good there. <laughs> I already bought that bet in. What um, are the odds of porn star Jimmy doing some shit like that? Hey, zero touchdowns, two picks in the playoffs. He's <laughs> in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, oh, he's played great. The the Rams. <laughs> I I hope. I I mean I I I would I don't want to see a 49er. Chief Super Bowl rematch because I don't see it being much different than the last one, which was not that great of a game. And uh, I, I would like to see a Rams Chiefs Super Bowl for like, I think it would be a, a better game. If Cincinnati wins, I think a San Francisco Cincinnati Super Bowl is going to be fan fucking tastic. So give me that. But I don't want to see San Fran and the Chiefs. Maybe I'm the only one here, but I'm, I, just... I, I want to see the Rams and the Chiefs. I, I, I just because it's going to be more entertaining, to, to personally. I think even uh, <laughs> Cincinnati and <coughs> the only only outcome that I don't I'm not interested in, is, like you said, is Kansas City San Fran. I'll take any other combination. Yeah, I'm uh, honestly for... good with whatever. Well, yeah, you got that San Francisco. You you want San Fran there because you got that money on them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Rams anytime touchdown to my surprise is only plus four ninety. Rams defense or special teams. Um, 
is la- like San Francisco is still plus 500, but Rams are only plus 490. So I don't recall the Rams having that or the four. Jimmy G doesn't throw that many pick sixes and they don't give up that many big returns, do they? Am I missing something there? He tried to last weekend. He just threw Yeah. So I would imagine, I mean, you would have to think that doesn't happen two weeks in a row, even though he didn't throw one. Yeah, it's, it, I don't see. I don't see that they have the interception props up yet. It's all just like positive stats. Longest pass, passing TDs and passing yards is all they. Incompletions is all they have up. They don't have interceptions over under uh, uh, quite yet. They'll probably come out tomorrow. Um, or they may not put it up at all, but they usually do. Oddly enough, the, the pass yards for that one is Stafford 277.5, Jimmy G 228.5. Um, Elijah Mitchell is Vegas is saying going to be that biggest rusher. He's at 72.5. Debo Samuel at 42.5. And, and Cam Akers at 60. Sony Michelle at 25. So. They're, they're, they're looking at already over 100 yards of San Fran running the ball. Vegas is. What about a Kittle 100 yards and a touchdown? Well, I'm going to put that in because I think that's going to happen. Um, well, Kittle, I'll do Kittle. Kittle, 100-plus yards is plus 580. And an anytime touchdown for him is plus 165. So you combine that, and you're looking at plus 1,004. That's decent. Yep, I just put a dollar on it. <laughs> I sold 10 to 1. Yeah, why not? It seems, it just feels like he's been too quiet all postseason. I had a big drop last week. Yeah, San Fran started that game with some bad drops. Yeah. And uh, we see what Travis Kelsey's doing in Kansas City, and he just takes games over. And Kittle has done that in the past, and I feel like it, I feel like he's due. They just Shanahan hasn't been using him for it. He's been much more of a run blocker than anything uh, you know he's gets, gets thrown a few but he's not used like kelsey is biding his time until his time is right possible. possible and that's fucking sunday evening pal where he's gonna get 150 <laughs> yards and a touch two touchdowns i'm only betting on 101 fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> it doesn't even give you the option for more like 100 that's it it's like 100 plus was plus five, whatever. Um, I should look at doing two touchdowns as well, but that's bold. That's ballsy. 110 yards. And two touchdowns. That's got to be like plus 2,300. Plus 4,342. 43 to one. 43 to one. 
I might do a little. I might. I might put a sprinkle on that. Might put a dollar on that as well. I did. Yeah, why not? Let's go, George. We have reached degenerate levels of gambling here, which is makes me happy. Anybody want to close this out or have any other comments? We've got the games. We've got the picks. No. Anybody got anybody watching any college basketball? Watch? No. Bet on? Yes. <laughs> Big game Saturday. Michigan day. plays Michigan State. I think I'd probably hammer Michigan State in that one. I think it's in East Lansing. Yeah, when they were scheduled to play and the game got canceled or moved or whatever a couple weeks ago, Michigan was the favorite, and I had hammered Michigan State then. Michigan had the vid, yeah. It was, uh, I think, I think I had Michigan State plus or two. What the hell? They, they had the vid. Yeah. So, I'll take, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be on Michigan State there. Unless it's a huge spread, but if it's if it's two or less, I'll take I'll be on state. Michigan's been humming though. Yeah. I don't expect them to win, but is Michigan ranked? No, oh, they've had a they've had a tough year. They're only like ten and six or ten and seven or something like that. Yeah, they're they're a team to look out for about a month from now when they start playing the Big Ten tournament. That's like madness picks. Yeah, that that's where you can start to see Michigan come alive. But I, I don't I don't know they I don't think they're as good as they were last year. They lost some key players and yeah, it's it's a down year. It is what it is. But they're we'll super see. young too, so. We'll take it back to football. Football has been uh, where we're at. We'll get in other sports here in a couple weeks. Um, Islanders blowing this game against the Kings does not have me very happy. Um, that's my that one of my hockey picks tonight. Big hockey slate tonight. Uh, is baseball, does there been anything on baseball other than the Hall of Famers uh, not putting Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens in? Big Poppy got in. He was the only one, right? Yeah. Like, how the fuck? David Ortiz, yes, he's a Hall. He should be in the Hall of Fame. But how is he in the Hall of Fame before the guy with the home run and RBI title and the guy with the you know, strikeout record and, you know, just, I get steroids, but come on. Just think about that, dude. Think about baseball's Hall of Fame does not have the home run leader, the hits leader, or the strikeouts leader in it. <laughs> This is yeah, it's Pete Rose is in, right? <laughs> yeah. They won't put, you know, fucking shoeless Joe Jackson's not in there either. Because he bet on baseball. Fucking over 100 yes. goddamn years ago. I mean, really, all Hall of Fames, like, I know being a, being a wrestling fan here, I know WWE Hall of Fame gets a bunch of shit for who they put in and who they don't put in. But, like, well, how is that different than – that's a – that's a scripted sport. How is that any different than what baseball's doing? Like, you're not putting in these people with all these accomplishments and people who built the game 
It's the same fucking thing baseball's doing. So how's baseball's Hall of Fame any oh, more credible dude, than WWE's dude. Hall of Fame? Rob Manfred is baseball's dying. Baseball's a dying sport. Well, yeah, they're locked. Are they? They're still locked out, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, just just think about this. And right? nobody knows. Like, exactly, dude. Baseball's so, dying. It's no one's talked about it. Like I looked to see if anybody talked about like Bond's not getting in. No one fucking talked about it. Like it, no. it's. Yeah, I don't know how you don't just go. Okay, that was a steroid era. Everybody was juiced. Fuck it, it was an even playing field. Let them in. I get it. If like somebody gets caught now, they've got steroids out for the most part. Like now, okay, disqualify them. Everybody was fucking. The craziest part is that was the best the game has ever been. It's you know a game. The the Sosa McGuire home run chase. Is like, I will never forget. Like, that was, shit was so exciting. Right. Like, I will never forget every day. Like, and I mean, this is dating ourselves here. This is the late 90s. But looking in the newspaper in the morning, watching Sports Center every day just to see if you one of those. Say, watching Sports Center, yep. And see like, how many on the bottom ticker, just waiting to see how many home runs each of them hit. And it's like they're both. It was like it started when they were both in the 40s. And it's like these guys are both on pace. And then it's like, oh, McGuire's got like five more than Sosa. And then all of a sudden, Sosa's like a three home run game. And you're like, holy shit. And then Sosa passes them at like 52 to 51. And like it was just that last two months of the season was just electric. Man, I and then, you know, you had the Yankees, the best team money could buy, like in that same era. All these all-stars, all these guys jacked to the gills. If you didn't live in New York, you fucking hated them. If you lived in New York, the biggest baseball city in the country, they're the the, the heroes team. So it was just it was just great fucking the nineties and early aughts were just great baseball. Yep, the Red Sox winning that first World Series. Oh yeah. The Steve Bartman game with the Cubs, you know? <laughs> Like, all that shit. Like, that whole playoff run in, what was that, 2003, 2004, whatever the fuck that was? I think that was 04. Yeah. You're just sitting there, you're like, wow, the the fucking Kurt Schilling bloody sock game? He's not in the goddamn Hall of Fame because of his goddamn views on fucking politics and shit. So you're just like, okay, look at the NFL Hall of Fame. O.J. Simpson. He just killed somebody. He's still in the Hall of Fame, right? You got murder Ray Lewis, right? He was acquitted, but still, you know, he fucking killed somebody. Loris Taylor smoked fucking crack and bought prostitutes for the other fucking team to wear them out so he could get in the goddamn Hall of Fame. But that's okay. It's because, you know, I shoot up some fucking HBH or goddamn steroids or whatever the fuck I'm doing, which was legal at the time, but now they've deemed it illegal. Fuck. Makes no sense. O.J. Simpson was never found guilty. Hitting a baseball. <laughs> Hitting a baseball is still the hard, like, round ball, round bat, hitting a ball is still one of the hardest things in all sports. Yeah. Like, you got a thing traveling at you 90 feet, that. 90 miles an hour with spin, hitting another round thing. That a guy swinging at, I don't know, uh, 90 miles an hour himself to hit this thing. And it just, it 
it just defies physics. And it's the hell yeah, of sports. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult. Well, it's like you listen, you listen to some of those guys talk when they're like, you know, talking about hitting, right? You look to listen to the analysts. When they talk about how they can tell the fastball's coming or the fucking, you know, curveball or whatever it is by the direction of the fucking laces. Yeah, if the, the ball is red. Yeah, if the ball is red, you know, okay, that's a goddamn, you know, it's a fucking fastball or whatever. If it's if it's not red, okay, it's a fucking curveball or a slower pitch, you know? Like, that's what they're doing. <laughs> like, they can't even fucking tell because the ball's coming at them so fast. It's like, oh, fuck, fastball. Even if you can be jacked to the wanna, gills, the most wanna, wanna, guy wanna hear a little uh, want to hear a little self-humble brag here? Four sure. years of varsity, four years of varsity baseball. I only struck out twice. At a baby. Out of, out of five, out of five at bats. <laughs> no, I was, I was a decent baseball player. Yeah, yeah, Bill, you were a good ball player. Um, baseball too. The only sport where if you you go three for ten and anything, it's pretty good. It's really good. Right. <laughs> really yeah. loves ball. <laughs> If you're a hockey goalie and you 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 allow three goals and ten shots, you suck. It's a seven hundred percent safe percentage. If you're a quarterback and you only complete three three out of ten passes, you suck. Not great. You're a basketball player and you're only shooting three for ten, you suck. You're a baseball player, you hit three out of ten. That's pretty good. But you know, not look at baseball the way it is too. It's like everybody's up there and it's either a home run or a fucking strike. You know what I mean? Or you strike out. That's just it's it's crazy. Look at the strikeout rates now compared to 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know, you got guys that are throwing fucking 200 strikeout seasons, you know, that shouldn't be fucking throwing 200 fucking strikeout seasons. Yeah, I'm with you there. That's that's kind of what drove me away from baseball. It's just either a home run or a strikeout. Yeah, it's crazy, man. No one wants, it's like no if a guy gets a single and knocks in a run, people are all like, oh, that's fucking terrible. This guy, you know, he can't hit the long ball. Got to get rid of him. But he's a fucking contact hitter, and he's still putting fucking runs on the board, you know? But he's not exciting, you know? He's not the fucking guy that goes one for four and hits the 500, 500 bomb, you know, 500-foot bomb. But, you know, the other guy goes three out of four and gets three RBIs and fucking wins you the game, you know? Don't want him. Fuck that guy. He's not exciting. He's not a good ball there's no money. There's no money in singles. I would beg to differ. Ask some of those single moms that are dancing on poles <laughs> trying to support their kids. I bet you. I bet you they'll take that fucking single. I support single moms. <laughs> Me too, brother. Two at a time. Yeah, that's right. It's like, what did he say? From all this space? You, don't, you don't need a million dollars to have a threesome. And he goes... Dude, it looks like me needs <laughs> needs one. Have a chick double up on me that way. I never needed a million dollars for that to happen. <laughs> Just something called, uh, what was it, Rufalin? Is that what that's called? I have no idea what you're talking about. Just It happens that way sometimes. Back in my day, they used to call oh. a slipper a Mickey. But her name oh, wasn't yeah. Mickey. Or my dick wasn't called Mickey. Kind of on that note, folks, thanks for listening. The Campbell with the Grappleman and uh, other sports talk here. Billy Dino, CJ, 
thank you all for your time here and thank you all for listening and uh we'll see who we got in super bowl two weeks of hype um so we'll probably do a talk next week about all things nfl and other sports and early super bowl predictions and then in two weeks again we'll uh meet up before the game february 12th so plenty of time but thanks for listening and we'll chat next week The grapple man soon may come To ramble, rant, and flap his gums One day when the grapplers scrum He'll talk about the wrestling world Well, Priest got his boys and they gathered round They gambled picks from a site they found In hopes they'd hit their fists will pound Gamble, gamble, the generates